welcome back to another episode of Shamelessly Unapologetic with me, your host, Alana Pinsky. So in this episode, we are going to be talking about how and why I am unapologetically Jewish. So if you do not know, I am Jewish. (laughs) I feel like I don't say that enough on my platforms, specifically on Instagram or my YouTube channel. I mean, every now and then on an Instagram story, I will share something related to Judaism, but it's pretty much about anti-Semitism and not more about my life being Jewish. There may be a post here and there about me observing a holiday, but I just felt like I never really made it that important. And I think one reason that kind of sparked my interest to talk about being Jewish today is with all the anti-Semitism that's kind of been happening in the world lately, and I will say I'm about a month late to the party here. Um, As you know, in May, I didn't have any episodes up because I needed a break. And during that break is when the attacks in Israel were occurring within the Israel-Palestinian conflict that was all going on. And, you know, it really got me in my feels. I definitely had an opinion about it. I definitely lost some followers because of my opinion. And you know what? It is what it is. I am not going to apologize for standing up to anti-Semitism. And also being supportive of Palestinian citizens as well. And it is a shame that people kind of took my message the wrong way when I was literally trying to stick up for both sides. So I can talk a little bit more about that later on. But for now, I really want to just kind of talk more about Judy, not like Judaism, like this isn't going to be like a religious crash course one on one. That's not what I'm here to do. But I feel like I've actually had a personal battle with my own religion. And I know I say that I'm unapologetically Jewish and this episode may seem like I'm more apologetically Jewish, but trust me, I'm not. I think there are some things that I felt like I've been kind of hurt by my own religion And sometimes I have kind of struggled to find my own identity as a Jewish woman. And so I think for me, if I go way back, I probably didn't understand the concept of me being Jewish probably till I was like two or three. And I went to a Jewish preschool and I was taught everything that I needed to know about Judaism in terms of like basic holidays, basic prayer and just other Jewish customs that I feel like every Jewish person should know about, regardless of how religious you are. So I went to Jewish public, not Jewish public schools, (laughs) those don't exist, Jewish private schools for my childhood, early childhood, preschool to kindergarten. And then once I was about to hit first grade, I was put in public school. And I never exactly remember the reason as to why my mom decided to make the switch from private school to public school. I don't know if it was because of money or if it was just because she didn't want me to be exposed to a Jewish school throughout the rest of my uh, 
a career of learning, but I don't know. I actually never asked my mom that. Maybe I should have asked my mom this before recording this episode. Oh, well. Anyway, so it's funny because when I attended Jewish private schools, life was honestly really good. I didn't experience any kind of bullying. I felt very accepted. I felt like I could be myself. I was making friends super easily. Jewish private school was a good time. But then again, I was also really young. So it was a lot easier for me because I was a kid, a really young kid. I definitely don't know what that experience would have been like if I was there for middle school or even high school. I really don't know. I guess it doesn't matter anymore just because it was such a short time. But I think... I truly loved being a Jewish person when I had it easy back then. And then when I went to public school, my whole world changed and I was exposed to being Jewish, being out of the norm and being weird. I went to a pretty white, privileged elementary school and... It was, it was a public school and it was literally like two to three minutes away from my house. It was super close by. And basically, I was the only Jewish kid in my class. And I had never felt more alone in my life. People didn't really know what being Jewish meant. I mean, these are first graders we're talking about, right? But there was a point where I started to feel ashamed or embarrassed or feeling left out as a kid because of my religion. It was either you were Christian, you were Jewish, and then like the concept of being Muslim or Buddhist wasn't really in the picture because it was so white. And so I was kind of teased for not celebrating Christmas so now this is kind of turning into an anti-Semitism sob story. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not trying to make this that, but I just kind of want you to get an idea of, like, what it was like growing up in a super white environment where everybody was Christian and not many Jews. So it was challenging to be in that environment when people didn't understand your customs and your practices And it can make you really doubt yourself at times. And I was only like six years old when this happened. And no six-year-old should be doubting themselves ever. Like we're too young for that. But I was. I started to get a sense that I felt like I didn't belong. And then I remember as I got older, I didn't experience too much anti-Semitism when I was in elementary school, but it definitely started to pick up in middle school. I remember I was bullied for being Jewish and I would have girls call me a freak for not celebrating Christmas. And truth be told, I absolutely love Christmas. Love Christmas. Oh my God. I wish it was a holiday that all religions could celebrate because it's such a jolly holly time. I just feel like that period from Thanksgiving all the way through December is just so beautiful. There's something so magical about Christmas decorations and that holiday cheer. 
that's why I like the holiday. I but I know there's like a whole religious aspect behind it. I definitely I guess you could say I like the materialism and the consumerism behind Christmas. But there is just something really just joyous about the holiday in general. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. But yeah, I was made fun of for not celebrating it. And I would get teased that I would go to the movie theater and eat Chinese food on Christmas. I remember one time I saw a girl who I went to school with who made a Facebook status saying, I don't understand why Jewish people are posting about going to the movies and getting Chinese food on Christmas. It's like they're bragging about it. And it really rubbed me the wrong way. Like, do you not understand that Jews get very fucking bored on Christmas because nothing is open? Because Christianity is such a dominant holiday. And what the hell are we supposed to do? Like, we don't want to be stuck at home, bored out of our mind. So we go to the two places that are actually open on Christmas. Chinese restaurants and movie theaters. I feel like the movie theaters are never closed. And then in terms of Chinese restaurants, a lot of Chinese people actually don't celebrate Christmas. And that is why Chinese restaurants are usually open on Christmas. So that's what we do. (laughs) And it really upset me when I saw someone make that post. I wish I remember who it was, but I remember it was a girl that I went to school with. And I was just thinking to myself, you know, this isn't okay. And it really makes Jews feel small when people who aren't Jewish say stuff like that. But let's stop talking about some of the negative stuff um, because I don't want to talk about that throughout the whole entire episode. But sadly, anti-Semitism does come with being Jewish. I hope that everyone who is listening who is Jewish out here, I hope you have not experienced anti-Semitism in any kind of way. I don't experience it that often, but I certainly have experienced it. And let me tell you, it does not feel good. So I think for me growing up, after I was put into public school, I had to do Hebrew school every Sunday, kind of how Christians would do Bible school on Sundays. Jews have the same thing. So basically, I would be in a class with all the kids at my synagogue who were my age, my grade, and we would basically have our own lessons and discussions on topics of Judaism and whatnot. I'll be honest with you guys. I never really liked Hebrew school. And I don't know if it was because I liked what we were learning or if it was because of my peers who were also not exactly the nicest to me. But Hebrew school was just something that was never fun for me. And I always felt like it was taking away my Sundays. I, like I said, I really struggled with my identity. I think for a while, I felt kind of ashamed to be Jewish just because I felt like I wasn't really accepted by my peers. And it made me kind of feel like some Jewish teachings were boring or they didn't inspire me. I will say I was excited for my bat mitzvah. That was something that was very special to me and will always have a place in my heart. And I worked very hard for my bat mitzvah. Having a bat mitzvah is more than just like having an extravagant party with all your non-Jewish friends there. 
it, it's more than that. You have to read from the Torah. You recite a Torah portion in Hebrew without vowels. And let me tell you, that's scary. Like, I can only read Hebrew with vowels. I struggle to read Hebrew without vowels. So if someone were to ask me if I speak Hebrew, I say no, but I can read it. But I can only read it if there's vowels. And vowels are basically like lines and dots that you would see under the letters. But if you were to go to Israel, you would not see vowels because people are able to recognize what the words mean in Israel. So that's why they don't have the vowels. I know that's like one part of it, but just to kind of give you an easy explanation of it. So, yeah, it was very, very um, scary to read from the Torah without vowels. And I remember when I was reading my Torah portion, I was very nervous. And so the rabbi was like mumbling the Torah portion under his breath to kind of help me out (laughs) because I just I was nervous I was what 13 years old when this happened and like all the pressures on you when you're reading something in another language that you don't even speak it's interesting Judaism is a really interesting language when all of our prayers are in Hebrew and growing up I was taught a little bit on how to speak it, but let me tell you, Hebrew is a very hard language to learn. Semitic languages like Arabic and Hebrew, they're not easy. Um, I know that Hebrew and Arabic are kind of similar, but because we're not using, what is it like called, alphanumeric valued letters, it, it makes things much more challenging. But I was taught the Hebrew alphabet growing up. So I know that very well. <laughs> that was literally instilled into my brain. And I was able to understand the vowels and how to read Hebrew. And I think it's kind of a cool skill to learn, actually. I think that's an advantage that Jews have is you, you learn a new skill. You learn how to read something in another language. Even if you don't know what it means, it's still kind of cool that you can read it. So that was one thing about it. I So I liked, I, I liked learning Hebrew or trying to learn Hebrew, but I really wish in Hebrew school we were actually taught how to speak Hebrew. I think it would have been really cool to grow up being bilingual. And I mean, I took another language when I was in middle school and high school. I took French, but I didn't retain any of that shit at all. I I really don't remember French. I wish I did. It'd be cool to still know French, but I, I don't know anything anymore. And the fact that I wasn't taught how to try to be fluent in Hebrew bothers me. It's funny how it's called Hebrew school, but you don't actually learn how to speak Hebrew throughout the whole entire time. <laughs> You are basically learning about Jewish customs, Jewish history, biblical history. And let me tell you, biblical history was something that I truly did not care about at all. I think that was probably one of the biggest things that I didn't like about Hebrew school that kind of made me feel like I had some sort of like internal anti-Semitism going on because I was bored and I would always doubt myself about, again, Do I really enjoy being Jewish? Do I wish I was another religion? Was it because I was bored of what I was learning? Or was I just not being stimulated in the right way? Or was I just not understanding? Or was I not connecting to something? 
there was a puzzle piece that was just really missing for me. Hebrew school got really worse when I was in high school. We called the high school program Machon and basically our rabbi's wife was the teacher and she has ultra conservative old fashioned ideals and god whenever we had lessons on sex i would roll my eyes because basically she shames sex how it's for marriage and god don't even get me started on the presentations on stds she would like bring trifle boards of STDs and show them at the worst case that they were. Most STDs are not visible. So basically she used a lot of fear tactics to make sure that we were not having sex as teenagers. I remember we once had a discussion about if being gay was a choice or if it was something that you were born with. That was a pretty problematic conversation that we had and I sadly contributed to that because at the time I didn't understand what gay people would go through and the fact that nobody um, in my Hebrew school class was gay. Actually, no, that's a lie. One of them did come out later on, um, but... I just can't imagine what he was going through because he definitely was not out at the time. And he, I don't remember what his discussion was and how he contributed to it. I don't even remember if he was there for that. But I did find out that one of my Hebrew school peers did come out as gay later on, probably when I was in college. So it's interesting, but at the time, of course, I respected gay people when I was very young. Now, I still had some problematic thinking of that. I always thought that it was a choice, but clearly I I do not think that anymore. I was very young. Like, we're talking middle school here, but I always thought, like, there's nothing wrong with being gay. I think gay people are awesome. I think people of the LGBTQ plus community are awesome. I respect their choice of who they want to date, who they love. I I respect that a ton. Um, and when I say choice, I meant like, you know, they get to decide who they want to date in terms of partner. We all get to decide who we want to date, if that makes sense. And I I had no issues with people who had a different sexual orientation than me. It, it never bothered me. I never thought it was weird. I think the only problematic thinking I had was thinking that it was a choice. And trust me, I no longer think that. I think I changed that idea probably like my senior year of high school. I mean, I didn't I didn't have that view for long and I was able to um, change my opinion and realize like how problematic that thinking was at the time. I'm getting way off topic. I'm sorry. It's just... Hebrew school was scary sometimes and I still have a little bit of trauma from some of the things that I learned and just feeling like I still wasn't connecting to Judaism. So then I did a youth group called BBYO and I had a great time in BBYO and I think BBYO is where I started to feel more connected to my religion in a more culture and spiritual sense, but not in a more religious sense, if that makes any kind of sense. So I made a lot of friends through BBYO. I did a lot of the summer programs. 
I would get involved with a lot of things in terms of leadership, programs that were at conventions, programs within our local chapters. It was truly a good time. Now, BBY had its problematic stuff that went on in terms of the hookup culture, which I made a whole YouTube video about exposing all of that. So I'm not going to talk about that in this episode. But basically, BBYO is where I felt like I was starting to feel connected to Judaism until when I got to college. I realized how brainwashed I was. If there's one thing that I didn't like about my youth group is that they definitely instilled some brainwashing tactics onto the teens, especially when it came to Israel. BBYO is very pro-Israel. And when I say pro-Israel, pro-Israeli government, which is scary because I do not agree with the Israeli government. And it's really hard for Jews to come out and say, I'm a proud Jew, but I do not support the Israeli government. And as someone who is more socially liberal, to stand with Israel in terms of Israel defending themselves, that is hard. It is hard for a socially liberal person to call out other liberals who are being anti-Semitic of Israel. And just know, you can be anti-Israeli government without being anti-Semitic. You can criticize Benjamin Netanyahu without being anti-Semitic. Unfortunately, some people who are part of the pro-Palestine movement don't know how to fully express themselves properly. Trust me, I am pro-Palestine. I don't like how Palestine is treated. I don't like how their citizens have been pushed out, how they're treated by Israeli soldiers, how Israeli soldiers have killed innocent Palestinian children, how the Hamas has treated their own citizens and how they don't even care about them and that they will kill anybody who gets in the way and they have zero disregard for Israeli civilians. Israeli civilians are also a victim of Israel, I guess you could say, in terms of Hamas, but so is Palestine. And that's the view that I was trying to make on my platform a couple of weeks ago when this was all going on. I remember on my Facebook post, I want to read it out to you because now I want to talk more about the Israel-Palestinian conflict, but not for too long. I, I don't want this to be a controversial episode, but, you know, I'm going to have some controversial opinions here. Just because I am Jewish. This is hard as a Jewish person. So I said something. I know I've been silent for a little bit regarding the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. I've been trying to process it all. And it's been hard to put into words of what I want to say. Plus, I'm not as educated on this matter as I like to be. Even though I do read up on things. And I've been to Israel. And it's a complicated thing to digest as a Jewish person. And I started off by saying I support Palestinian civilians. I support Israeli civilians. Hamas is a terrorist organization, and they are both evil to Palestine and Israel. There are war crimes on both ends. The IDF has killed innocent Palestinian children. I won't deny that. Hamas also doesn't care about anyone, especially their own citizens. The Palestinian government is completely corrupt. 
I don't agree with Israel's politics and their government, but I do agree that Israel needs to defend themselves, especially with many attacks on Jewish people. Israel is a homeland to my people, and I can very much assure you that Israelis also want peace and equality for Palestine. Many Israeli civilians do not like how Palestinians are being treated by the IDF and the Israeli government. Israeli civilians are not heartless human beings. Palestinian civilians are not heartless human beings. But anti-Semitism is still very much alive and well, and I do support having a Jewish state. I do believe you can be anti-Israeli government without being anti-Semitic. But to say you were just anti-Israel, um, that's incredibly anti-Semitic. And when I said that, I was referring to people saying, like, there's no such thing as Israel. Israel doesn't exist. Jews need to pack up and go somewhere else. That is shitty. That doesn't sit well for me. For people to deny the Jewish state of Israel, that is what hurts me as a Jewish person. And I know I have struggled and I have said negative things about my religion. But deep down, I have I while I have been hurt by my religion in some ways, I am still very much proud to be a Jewish person. I have struggled with my religion and like who I want to be as a Jewish person. I think it was in college when I finally realized what my identity was. I just wanted to be more spiritual and culture. And I realized prayer is not something that I find joy out of. I will say going to synagogue is something that I don't really find fulfilling. But then when I moved to San Francisco and I discovered that most of my friends in SF were Jewish, I felt like I had a... A, play, a safe space. I had community. And that's something that I love about being Jewish. Is having community. Having Jewish friends is so important. And my two best friends in the whole entire world are both Jewish. And I love them so much. And it's so nice that I have people that I can talk to. And feel connected with. Because we share the same religion. Because we all experience the same things as most Jewish people do. So having community, getting involved with social Jewish groups, and then going to services pre-pandemic once a month with other young Jewish professionals who have all different backgrounds and Jewish identities, where we all come together for a really fun and uplifting service. And that was engaging. I actually enjoy that and that made me feel more comfortable with going to synagogue in prayer. Now, I will say I don't want to go to synagogue every Friday night, but to go maybe once a month with my Jewish friends for a relaxing Friday evening, winding down from a long workday with other Jews and then eating some really good food and drinking some good beer at the Oneg afterwards. That's nice. That brings me joy. That's how I feel connected. And that is when I realize this is the kind of Jewish person that I am. I am more spiritual and more cultural. And having that sense of community is what makes me proud to be Jewish. Yes, I've struggled with my identity. And maybe I have experienced some internal anti-Semitism within myself. 
But I got over that. I moved past that. It was all mental and in my head. I also feel like some of my doubts came from society and what people had put on me. Um, but at the same time, I am proud. Despite any kind of anti-Semitism I experienced, because I did have one instance in college that I honestly don't really want to talk about because I don't want to burst out into tears on this podcast. But I had to go to the police for it, long story short. Um, but I am proud to be Jewish. I am unapologetically Jewish. I'm not perfect. And I know that I struggled for the longest time. But I love my community. I support my people. I know some of us Jewish folks are not perfect in terms of our values and our ideology. And there are still Jewish values and traditions and rules that I will happily reject because it goes against my own personal ethics and values. And that's okay. There are many people who disagree with a lot of Christian principles who are Jew- who are not her Jewish, who are Christian. And they can still freely say that they are Christian and that they're proud of it. And I can do the same as a Jewish person. I am who I am. I'm not ashamed to be Jewish. Yes, there are times where I feel frustrated and disconnected from my religion, but I know what makes me happy. I know what's comfortable for me in terms of me being Jewish, and I wouldn't want it any other way. I think I'm going to wrap it up there. I think that's the point that I wanted to make with this episode. But the message is, be proud of who you are. Find a way to own your identity, whether it's religion, sexual orientation, gender, race. We've all experienced some sort of oppression. Find ways to own who you are and don't let that oppression get to you it can really fuck with your head trust me i've been there and i just want to say find find a piece of you and your identity that you connect with the most and own it because you were you and you should unapologetically be yourself guys If you liked this episode, I highly encourage you to give me a good rating on Apple Podcasts if you are listening on that platform. And if you have any unapologetic experiences that you want to share with me that I can anonymously read on the episodes, please email the podcast at shamelesslyunapologeticpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and you can send me a message there at shamelesslyunapologetic. And with that, I will see you next week with a brand new episode. Bye.